Welcome to the Amazing Clarks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the, the Amazing, Amazing Clarks. Clarks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches. We've been coaching together as a team for 22 years. We've been happily married and passionately in love for 30 years. They call us the Amazing Clarks because we empower people to live amazing lives. How you doing today, baby? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yes. Feeling, you know, got our last vaccine. Yes. So we are done with that. Yes. That, that, that felt good. We are free to roam the world. Yes. I'm yes. excited. I'm ready to travel. Are you ready to travel? Yes, I'm ready to travel too. Let's go. Let's, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, by the way, yes. on today's show, mm-hmm. we got a pretty deep topic. Yes, we do. Yes, yes. We're going to talk about mental health mm-hmm. and a personal experience that I went through. Yes. But before we get into that, mm-hmm. I want to hear more about your week. My week has been amazing. I'm feeling really, really good. I am always working on myself and I'm always working on my personal growth. Yes, you are. One of the things that I just love to focus on, there's an idea that when you visualize who you want to become, when you want to go to the next level, you have to create it in your mind first so that you could step into it. Mm-hmm. And so I have been literally in my consulting business, like creating in my mind, like I'm this amazing leader mm-hmm. and that I am someone who really inspires dentists and their teams and all of the people in that particular industry. So you've been creating this in your mind. I've been creating it in my mind. So do you not realize that you've been, you've been this? Yes, but I know that I've been this, but always going to the next level, the next level, the next level, right? Okay, gotcha. So the reason I'm telling you this is I have two really big speaking events coming up. The first one, I'm going to be speaking to about 500 reps that work for one of the top dental sales companies in nice. the nation. Yep. Super excited about that. I can't wait to get in there and teach them how to be powerful, more powerful. Everyone's powerful. And then at the end of June, I'm doing a huge online event for women dentists and empowering women dentists. So super excited. It's it's coming to fruition. I'm attracting it. It's amazing. That's really big. That's a big opportunity. And I'm still blown away and love the fact that you took law of attraction and conscious creation into the dental field as well. (laughs) Not just with coaching clients, our regular clients, but Uh a whole nother area, an area where you least expect that that would work. Well, know? that's how law of attraction works, right? Yes, it like does. it you say what you want and the universe handles the how and the when. And I literally had written down, I even know when I did it. I had written down in let's see 2009 mm-hmm. that I wanted to be a speaker and a leader in dentistry and I wanted to make a lot of money. And (laughs) I am a leader and a speaker in dentistry, and I make a lot of money in dentistry, Mm -hmm. Very a lot more than I did when I was a manager or a Mm -hmm. dental assistant. I'm actually a consultant and a speaker and a coach and a trainer, and I work with some of the top dentists in Beverly Hills. And if you would have told me that in 2009, I'd be doing that. I'd be like, what? How the heck is that going to happen? But I attracted it. And it just continues to grow and expand. So that's what I've been focused on this week. Beautiful, beautiful. Thanks. Well, I love to see you excited like that and Thank passionate. Thank you. And it's very cool. 
I love our work together, but honestly, I love having my own thing too. Right. No, of course. A place where I can just express myself freely and I don't have to have your opinion or oh, share no, it with no, you. No, and I, just, no, no. I do what I want. I, I like to do what I, I want. I completely get it. I completely Good. get it. I'm I ha- glad. I have my own projects too yes, that I do. do separately and mm-hmm. no, no offense, but it's nice to, <laughs> right? not, to be able to just be in my own head. Yeah. And, and not, not that I, I love working with you yeah. and what we do, but- Everybody needs a little time away. Yeah. Couples, that's really important to have your own thing that you're passionate your about. Your own as life. Well. Right. Yeah. Then when we come together, it makes things more exciting mm-hmm. because it's like, what do you, what new things you got going on? How are you growing and expanding? Oh, this is what I'm doing. Oh, and it keeps the, it keeps the relationship fresh. Yeah. Again, I love what we do, but being able to go into a group setting, a team mm-hmm. meeting, right. and have people at work learning about law of attraction and relationships and manifesting and personal development, like in my in my field, mm-hmm. I'm one of the only people doing this kind of work in dentistry. Yeah. So it's really elevating me really quickly, and it's so fun. It's so fun to see an entire industry and embrace. Mm-hmm you know, a positive attitude. So right. I'm having a lot of fun with and that. And you know, and we coach like businesses as well together yeah. and Fortune 500 company CEOs and mm-hmm. things like that, governors and not, well, Congress people. Mm-hmm. And that's great, but it is good to do your own separate thing. And I, I like when you do your own separate thing because you grow faster in, a diff- in different directions mm-hmm. and it kind of rounds you off better. It runs both of us, so it's a good thing. Good thing. I love how supportive you are with it. Yes, yes, yes. How's your week? You heard all about my week. You didn't tell me what's what's up with you. What's up with me? Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm been really just trying to get everything done work wise so that we can go on vacation Mm -hmm. and I could just not have to focus on work. So you could free your mind. Yeah. So we're going to talk about mental health today. And that's a huge part of it, right? Taking a vacation. Yes. You have to stop. Free your mind. Free your your mind. Your ass will follow. Yes. Yes. And you know, especially for us, because we're entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs tend to work all the time. Mm-hmm. We work seven days a week sometimes. Sometimes we work till late at night. You work late at night a lot. Yeah. I get up early and do a lot of early work. But we could literally work 24-7 if we let ourselves. And I've been trying to go to bed early again. <laughs> I've been a little struggle a couple of times. But I the, wasn't going to bring it up. but, but and, <laughs> and you know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. It's like now... When I do go to bed, mm-hmm. I feel guilty. Why? Because it's like, I stayed up too late. Why'd you stay up so late? <laughs> Don't and, feel guilty. And it starts, right. And I start to feel guilty and it's like, hey, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Guilt, it, guilt is a useless yeah. emotion. And I go Don't back do to that. And I go, that was the, that's the initial knee jerk response. Right. Then of course I go to EIP. EIP. You guys, and if you don't know about EIP, you will. I go to that and that makes me accept it. And yeah. It's like, oh, okay, I'm back in alignment. Well, yeah, don't feel bad. She's sleeping. And if she's upset in the morning, that's her. (laughs) That's just upset. Her alignment. Okay, have I I been getting upset in the morning? No, and you've been doing a great job. I have not been getting upset at all. No, no. I don't know if you're upset, but you haven't been showing it, which is okay. No. Because I'll wake up and kind of look from the side like, your <laughs> You're anticipating I give you that it. Eye, like, okay, you know, How's like she I'm gonna still react sleeping. today? How's she gonna she, does she have an attitude today? And so that, can I, okay, can I tell you something? You can tell me anything. Okay. So except this, that. This is like a little transparent little moment here. Oh, so so a lot of times I will wake up really early in the morning. Like a lot of times 
honestly, my spirit wakes me up at 3, 4 a.m. and mm-hmm. I'm up. And so I'll meditate or do whatever I need to do. And then I fall back asleep and then I wake up again. Mm-hmm. And I lay there and I think, oh, you should get up and go Peloton. Or you should get up and go get some work done. Or you should get up and go do something. And then I feel you next to me. And then I'm like, no, stay and just cuddle with him because he's going to wake up if you get up. And then he's going to want to get up too. And he's sleeping. So just stay. Just stay with him. I literally have this conversation in my head. And it's so annoying to me. I, I annoy myself because I'm like, he will stay up all night and let you sleep in here by yourself. And you are worried about waking him up. Girl, you better get up and go Peloton and leave that man alone. Yes. And, and when you do it, what do I say? Good for you. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. Yeah, cool, babe. So that's, right. that's why I annoy myself because I'm doing it to myself. I'm yeah. not, you're not making me do it. I'm doing it to myself. So since you've started staying up late, I have been getting up early and I don't I don't have that conversation. I'm like, nope, he stays up late. We we are on a mission yeah, to get stuff exactly. done. And I can see the EIP in you staying up late. You're getting your stuff done without me around. Mm-hmm. And then you're sleeping in longer so that I can get up early and get my stuff done. Because when we go to bed at the same time and mm-hmm. when we spend time together, mm-hmm. most people don't know this about us, except for people that know us. We have a hard time getting stuff done because we like hanging out with each other and talking to each other. And we're like badass little kids chit-chatting and not fit completing what we're supposed to be completing. Guilty as George. Mm-hmm. That's, That's true. So it literally is EIP that you're staying up late. And then it's helping me to like not be like, oh, stay and don't wake him up and you love him. And all. I'm like, mm, let him sleep. I'm going to go Peloton. You know, I think that if couples, if you've been together for 25, <laughs> 30 years and you're still happily married and passionate in love... We shouldn't have to do shit. <laughs> you should, we should get a reward. And they'd be like, yeah, you guys won already. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to do anything. <laughs> just enjoy your life. <laughs> but it doesn't Money work. just falls out of the yeah. sky so you can pay your bills and travel and enjoy yeah. your life. You're an inspiration. I like that yeah. idea. I, I think like that's a too. great idea. That's right. Give people motivation to mm-hmm. work on their relationships. Yeah, right. That's right. That'd be great motivation. That's right. You don't want to do shit. Build a great relationship. <laughs> and and yep. you will be rewarded. And you will be rewarded. Yeah, It's kind of true, Anthony. We get rewarded all the time because we have a great relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we get a lot of love. And you know, the crazy thing is most couples, they're trying to get away from each other. Yeah. And we're doing the opposite. Yeah. In almost like 30 years and we're running still... That's crazy, huh? I, I literally it. get I mad it. at myself every day for being up under you. I'm like, if you don't leave him alone, if you don't go fold those towels and stop trying to sit next to him on the couch. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's true. And I do that when it's like time to work out. And uh-huh. It's like, okay, I gotta go to the gym, but she's <laughs> she's here. She's right there. <laughs> Why am I gonna go over there when she's right here? Uh, and it's like, hey, Anthony, no. stop it. Stop being a little bitch. Get your ass to the gym. Go it's hilarious. I see you do it. Yeah. You get your keys. You get your stuff, you start going towards the door, then you come back, and then you come back in, and then you're like, oh, I want to go to the gym, but you're here. <laughs> and I'm always like, go, I have something to do. I have a call. Go, go. I'll, I'm going to get on the, I'm going to get on a call. I'm not going to be available. So right. I love that about us. It's a good thing. It's yeah. not a bad thing. And you know what? That's what I signed up for. Yeah. When we met years ago, I knew what I wanted. Once again, I didn't just want a partner. I wanted a soulmate. I didn't just want a relationship. I wanted a lifetime of bliss. Mm-hmm. And that's what I got. Yay. So 
I'm not going to complain about it. No, we're not complaining. It's, right. I think it's adorable. I love that about us. We, I love us. I love us too. Yes. So let's talk about some mental health. Oh, okay. Honestly, we both have we both have dealt with mental health. That's one of the reasons we became life coaches, right? Because right. we learned how to deal with our own mental health. Mm-hmm. And taking that journey, we gathered some tools that we've used to help ourselves. And now we help other people. Yeah. My mental health story or topic I wanted to talk about today. Journey. My journey was there was a time in my life where I suffered from PTSD, post-traumatic stress. Disorder. Disorder, right. And a lot of people, you guys hear about PTSD, um, you hear it's usually like the military, something like that. But I mine happened in law enforcement. I used to work in law enforcement before I was in this career. And mm-hmm. I worked with the Department of Corrections. While I was there, I had an experience where basically I was in a situation where if I didn't respond and shoot to protect the life of another individual then that was going to be on me. Mm -hmm. What happened was that, okay, I'm going to go kind of deep on you guys. It's like growing up in Brooklyn, I was a really sweet kid, very connected spiritually, from five, six, seven, eight, nine years old. But then as I started to get older and go out into the streets, I couldn't survive being a spiritual guy. I was getting my ass kicked. So it was like, you can't be this. I have to be hard edge. I got to get rid of this emotions, this empathy and all of that. I got to become a predator in order to survive these streets. So I did that. But when you're doing that, you're going to do a lot of things that you know it's not the right thing to do, but it's survival. And you justify it by burying it, suppressing it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I got to do what I got to do. I got to do what I got to do. And the guilt, the shame, the embarrassment, the the pain, Mm -hmm. you you suppress it. Right. But it helped me to survive, so I did it. Mm -hmm. I say it's like it created a beast. Mm -hmm. And I kind of became a beast in a way, in a lot of ways. When I got to a certain age and I left and came to California, I had a new start at life. Right. A new beginning. And I couldn't still be that predator and build a a healthy, successful life. Right. So what I did was it's like I took that beast side of me and I put it in a closet Mm -hmm. in my subconscious mind. And I locked the closet up. Right. Then I became a very functional part of society and holding nine to five and school and and even during that time, there's still different experiences and pains, the traumas, uh, me losing the twins and my marriage, my divorce, my first marriage, all that pain that occurred even then, I put it in that, in that closet. So you kept suppressing it. I kept suppressing it. Right. And that pain fueled that beast that was in that closet. Mm-hmm. So here I am now, years later, I was working in a department and shit hit the fan. And it was like, if I don't do this to protect another inmate, then I'm going to be liable. So you were, you were in a gunner position. Right. That was the job. Right. Okay. So it went down. 
did what I had to do. And another officer did too. So it was both of us. And the individual ended up expiring. Right. But we saved the other individual's lives. Right. To be clear, there was a riot in the prison and you're in the gunner position. You and multiple officers are in the gunner position. Right. And you gave command for them to get down, stop fighting, stop trying to kill somebody. And they didn't. So the next step is for you to fire shots onto the yard. Right. And that happened. And even after a couple of warning shots, it's still it's still going down. So it was like, right. okay. So they do, didn't stop they didn't with the warning right. shots. Okay. So in order for me to do that, though, mm-hmm. it was like... I had to go to that beast. Mm-hmm. It's like I went into that closet and it was shackled with chains and it was shackled. Mm-hmm. And I opened it up because I needed the beast. Right. And he came out. And oh boy, he Did was he big out? as fuck. Yeah. Because he had been just feeding, fueled, being <laughs> feeding off of that stuff mm-hmm. that I've been suppressing. Right. So then after it happened, the shooting, the beast handled business. And it was like, okay, Beast, get back in the closet. And he was like, fuck you, like the Hulk, and just ran off. And it was like, whoa, he's not, he's out of control. He's not listening. And what it did, it's like all your life, we're taught you don't do certain things. You don't cross certain line. And taking another one, another person's life is one of those things you don't do. Right. But here's a situation where not only am I expected to do it, I better do it. Mm-hmm. For multiple reasons. Right. It's my job. You've been trained to do been it. Been trained to do it. Right. But when it happened, it's like it blurred all lines. My reality completely changed. And most people, like when you live your life, you don't realize it, but you have these boundaries mm-hmm. and like a box that you stay within. If you stay within, you get to know that world. You feel safe. You feel secure. You feel stable. Mm-hmm. Things make sense. Right. But if those boxes and those boundaries are just, boom, gone, life completely changes. Right. Who you are. What are you? Who, what is the world? What's real? What's, what's not real? real? What's not real? What's okay? What's not okay? Right. So it went through the hearing and it was a it was a legal shoot. Nothing. It was by the book. Right. And I went on leave because I was suffering from post-traumatic sl- stress. I couldn't sleep. I was paranoid. You were angry. I was angry. I was emotional. And one of the reasons, too, I was angry because I felt resentment. I felt like the situation could have been avoided. Right. If the administration would have just handled things differently and wouldn't set things up a certain way, it could have been different. Right. So I kind of felt resentful. Like, they put me in a bad situation. You were with me at the time, of course, you remember. Mm-hmm. And I was just... The pr- I was the predator again. I was the beast again. And Honestly, Anthony, you were scary. Oh, I was scary to myself. I, I was really afraid of you. I was like, ooh, I do not. I got to keep yeah. an eye on him. I was scary to myself mm-hmm. because it's like I said, it's like you lose yeah. yourself. Your mind just starts playing tricks on you and anger and just not, life had lost its meaning. Yeah. So I went to therapy. Mm-hmm. And the first therapist that I went to was a, a woman. She started asking me about my past and literally she was just infatuated with me. Just like, oh my God, your life is amazing. Tell me more. Tell me more. And it was like, you're not helping me. What are you doing for me, lady? I'm not here to entertain you. I'm not here to entertain you. 
What right? do you? So after that, it was I went to another one. Yeah, I remember you used to come home so annoyed at her. Yeah, <laughs> and then it was like I'm not here to date you <laughs> for, for therapy, lady. And so then they sent me to a male doctor. I'm thinking, okay, this guy, it'll be better. Right. Nope, nope, same thing. Right. It was like a man crush on me. Yeah. Like, man, you have an amazing life. Come back tomorrow. You come back early. Let's go to lunch. <laughs> like, well, no. no. No, my life is falling apart. I'm losing myself, man. Help me out here, brother. Right. Well, I realized that it wasn't going to work. Right. So I came and I told you what was going on and mm-hmm. the frustration. And you said, you gave me some great advice. You said, start journaling. Mm-hmm. Write down what you're going through. So it's like, Okay. So I started doing that and I started helping. But I ultimately realized that I have to heal myself. Mm-hmm. Heal thyself. The way I describe it is like, imagine if you have a pantry mm-hmm. and everything that's in that pantry has been there for years. Your whole the, life. Your whole life. The salt is right here. The pepper is right here. This can of beans right there. Everything's just been exactly where it's at. Right. And that's your reality. It's your life. It's your life. Mm-hmm. Then one day, there's an earthquake, and it knocks over the pantry, and everything falls out onto mm-hmm. the floor. It makes this big mess. Right. That was the traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. That was the shooting. Yeah. The lines being blurred. So at that point, what I realized I had to do, and I did all this, most of this was just intuitively. I started realizing I have to get my life back together. So I started putting stuff back into the pantry to try to rebuild that life that I had. Mm-hmm. But it didn't feel right. right. And I was putting it back like, wait a minute, this goes, this salt goes here. And what, what is in this container? Oh, this is not even good. What's in here stinks. Oh, what, what am I putting this stuff back here? What is this? Oh, this is outdated. What is this? Oh, this isn't even my shit. This is someone else's stuff that they put here. What is it? Oh, I like this. So I realized that to stop trying to recreate the whole life, my old life. Right. I can't go backwards. Nope. And that was what was causing more stress and making my post-traumatic stress worse. Right. I was trying to get back to who I used to be. Mm-hmm. And who I used to be was completely gone. There was no going back to that guy. I realized that life was giving me a second opportunity. Mm-hmm. It was EIP. It was giving me a second opportunity to rebuild my life, but the life that I wanted. And to reinvent yourself, To reinvent right? myself. And it was like, only put stuff back in that pantry that you absolutely love. Fuck what other people think. Mm-hmm. Fuck what other people want and expect of you. You're not doing it for them. This is your life. Live your best life, your greatest life possible. Right. Boldly. And so I started putting stuff back that I loved. I, this is what I believe in when it comes to this. And this is how I feel about that. And this is how I express myself with it. And when all was said and done, when my pantry was completed, mm-hmm. it was a beautiful pantry and it gave me peace. Then at that point, it was time to get the beast. But by cleaning that pantry up, the stuff that wasn't good, I had to make peace with it. Acceptance. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff that I was doing in the streets growing up in Brooklyn right. that I suppressed, mm-hmm. I had to look at it and deal with it. And I had to take you had responsibility to own it. Yeah, for you it. own it, right? Yeah. I did that, yeah. yeah. And forgive yourself. And forgive myself. Mm-hmm. And forgive others. Yeah. By doing that, it eventually shrunk the beast down mm. to size. He was little again. But this time I realized I'm not going to put him back in the closet. I'm not going to lock the closet up. 
I'm going to leave the beast out. Because in actuality, I need the beast. Mm-hmm. There are times in life where I really do need to handle business and I need the beast. But the key was to not let the beast run me. I run the life. The beast is just there to support me yeah. when needed. I'm going to actually love on the beast. And by doing that, I was able to not only keep him small, but I was able to keep him loyal and obedient to me. That process literally got me past my post-traumatic stress disorder. And it was a beautiful journey. It was a scary journey at mm-hmm. times. It was painful. Right. But it changed my life. And I wouldn't have the life that I have today if it wasn't for that. If you didn't go through that experience. Yeah, if I didn't go through that experience. Well, something else that came out of it was when you started journaling, you wrote some amazing music. You created music about your experience. And that music is was really, really good. Yeah. You used your creativity mm-hmm. to heal yourself. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And you tapped into your personal power. That's your spirit. You know, your mm-hmm. creativity is your spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wanted to ask you this. When you talk about the beast, I've noticed that in coaching people, a lot of men feel like they have this aspect of themselves. They have a beast, right? Mm-hmm. So would you say that for men especially, does the beast come from the programming of you got to be strong and tough and you can't show any weakness and you can't cry and you're not supposed to have feelings. Like, do you think that that is the beginning of the beast? Because a lot of men will say like, there's this, this side to me, like, don't push me too far because if this comes out, I have a hard time reeling it back in. Like I've heard that from so many men. So that's part of your mental health, right? And our mm-hmm. mental health comes from how our programming and how we perceive the world, ourselves, life, like how much hope we have, how much we believe that we're going to be okay, right? Our wellness, like it's really about how we perceive. Do you think that men have more of this? And do you think it comes from being told to suppress emotions as children? Definitely. Definitely. That plays a huge part of it. Hmm. And especially growing up in a place like Brooklyn, so you got like extra machismo, extra extra Mm -hmm. masculinity. Mm -hmm. And there's so much competition. Yeah. So right out the gate, it's like dog eat dog, Mm. you know. And so you got to come out the gate swinging or or else you're going to get wrapped up. Right. Not only do you got to come out the gate swinging, but you got to do it a certain way. Right. You got to win. And you got to do it and get respect. That part definitely had a huge influence on it. Well, I'll just say this. That was one of the scariest times in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Like you literally turned into a different person right before. I was a different person. Right before my very eyes. I remember there was an incident. We went out to a club and you got really pissed. You got jealous because some guy was trying to talk mm-hmm. to me and you don't really do jealousy. You didn't. You weren't really mm-hmm. like that before. And you were just mad. You were going to just take him outside. And I was like, let's go, let's go. Try to get yeah. you in the car. You yeah. just, like, you would just get set off, like, yeah. in an instant, yeah. like fire, like hot fire. But actually, that incident, mm-hmm. I actually set it up like that. Mm. Do, I, do tell. I actually was just in a mood where that anger was there. You wanted to fight? I wanted to fight. Mm-hmm. And 
I saw him mm-hmm. and he wasn't, he was just, so he was watching. He was like, okay, you know what? I bet if I move back a couple if of I steps. If I walk away. If I walk away, I bet he'll go for it. Mm-hmm. And if he goes for it, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. And I backed up and I watched and he did it. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I yeah, yeah. approached. And once again, I wasn't, I'm not proud of it, but that's part of it is mm-hmm. acceptance. So was the need to fight wanting to just release some energy? Like, I just want to just beat the heck out of somebody it to was, feel better? It was the beast. It was the beast. And the beast feeds off of more violence, violence, uh-huh. anger, mm-hmm. pain, mm. any of those negative things. That's what right. was feeding him all of those years. That's why he was so big. Yeah. And when I tried to put him back, he wouldn't go back. He was too big. Mm. Even afterwards, because the therapy with the therapist weren't working, it just was making me more angry. Right. So it was like, he needs the next meal. Yeah. Where's he going to get the next meal from? A fight? You know? Some kind of trauma? Anger? What do you think ultimately helped you to get on the other side of it to where you were able to incorporate the beast into yourself and love him and like be like, this is a part of me, but you don't get to be in control of me? It was the journaling, but it was... I think going back to who I really was, Mm -hmm. which was that very spiritually connected individual. Mm -hmm. So I went back to spirit and spirit guided me from there. Right. We all have an internal guidance system that's connected to our higher self. And the answer is everything that we need is there. Right. To anything and everything. And I'm a type of person where I'm such a unique, intricate individual that my internal guidance system is on some next level shit. So when I went to that first therapist, that was her internal guidance system. Mm-hmm. It was way too weak for me. Yeah. It was like, what is this lady? Yeah. No, 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 thank you. Yeah. And then the guy, it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. The male therapist that I went to, the same thing. That was his internal guidance system. Mm-hmm. And if you're not an advanced being, right. Your internal guidance system is going to be very different. Mm -hmm. So I was going to them, but they didn't have the answers. The answers were within me. If you don't go within, you will go without. And I was going without because I didn't go within. That was an interesting time in life. Once again, it was was actually at the same time one of the most beautiful Mm -hmm. experiences of my life. Yeah, Definitely the most impactful. I would have to agree with that. For me, watching you go through that and watching you turn so violent and watching you just become a different person, it was really it was really scary. And that was probably one of the only times I was like, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to end up with this person. Mm-hmm. But then I just felt so much compassion for you because I knew who you really are. Right. You know what I mean? And I just was like, I know he's in there. He's going he's gonna to get on the other side of it. And mm-hmm. I would just literally ask spirit to help me to love you and be there for you and support you and listen to you and give you a safe space so that you could get on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't always easy for me because it was so scary to me. You know what I mean? I had to, I had to push past my own fear and I had to like dig deep and find the love and just, even when you pushed me away, you know what I mean? There were times that I would just be like, just let me hold you and just let me hug you. And maybe you need to cry. And you'd be like, no, leave me alone. And I'd just be like, oh, 
I just got to keep coming back. I keep pouring love onto him. And eventually he's going to get on the other right. side of it. And and, it, and dealing with that process, it wasn't just literally, like I said, about dealing with just the actual shooting. It was more. It was more. It was childhood stuff. Everything yeah. you could imagine from, you know, things with my mother, things with my father that mm-hmm. wasn't around. I mean, everything. As I started going through that pantry, it was like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. It just piled up on you. Yeah. And most people, they never empty their pantry. They yeah. never clean their pantry. Yeah. They're just living with they all just, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Whew. They're not living a great life. Mm-hmm. They're living on a lot of people suffering. Yeah. If they were able to go and clean that pantry out yeah. and make peace with it and rebuild themselves mm-hmm. on their terms, right. they would have a much better life. And, you know, that was a big part of it, too. I was mad at society. Mm. I was pissed yeah, at society. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, you I was were. so pissed. Because it was like, I realized all of the programming, mm-hmm. how much it had worked against me. Trying to live a life to try to fit in. Right. Instead of stand out. Instead of standing out. Because of other people's insecurities, other people's fears, it really made me walk away with a I don't give a fuck attitude, yeah. what other people think. And which has helped me to this day, mm-hmm. it helps me to be authentic. Right. And transparent. Right. And even to, to the point where I could have a conversation like this yeah. and be completely vulnerable and completely honest. Right. And I think about people that are suffering from post-traumatic stress, mm-hmm. that can't get out of it, that don't know how to get out of it. Who? Mm-hmm. So basically, like your pantry analogy would be similar to when we talked about the science of you, the filing cabinet. Right. It would be deleting files, deleting files that no longer served you, files that were given to you in childhood, files that were experiences that you had that maybe you didn't want to have. And Mm -hmm. you didn't know that you were able to create your reality or design your life or decide who you are Mm -hmm. and reinvent yourself. Right. And so once you were able to do that, then you were able to release all of that and let that go. I think something else that really fueled it was the experience with my first marriage with the twins Mm -hmm. and losing the kids and my boys and the athletic careers. So I hadn't completely dealt with that either. That's a lot of disappointment. That's a lot of disappointment to deal with uh, all at one time. And especially at the age you were, you were so young, you were in your early twenties. That's a, that's a lot for, that's a lot for a 23, 24 year old. Yeah to deal with you know Mm -hmm. um and you probably didn't even realize it that you were that young right because you were you were in it you were in it you know exactly and i was old for my age but i Mm -hmm. was still young yes what added to it even more was the treatment that i got from the department afterwards Mm, yeah yeah that i think really pushed me over the edge yeah because after that point it was like this guy is trouble Mm -hmm. because i didn't play that game I wouldn't, yeah, let's, I'll just leave it at that. I wouldn't play their game and say the things they wanted me to say. The bureaucracy. bureaucracy. Yeah, the, yeah, the bureaucracy. The bureaucracy. 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 <laughs> bureaucracy. That's a fun That's word. Bureaucracy. Let's say the red tape. All the, yeah. all the red tape. Yeah, and the politics. Yeah, the politics. And they basically at that point tried to screw me over and get rid of me right. because of things that weren't so on point about what they did. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that caused even more anger. Well, I'm going to say this. I'm really happy you got on the other side of it. I saw you transform yourself into the amazing 
Clark you are today. Thank you. And, you know, it was just such a cathartic time. And a catharsis is, it's literally a breakdown so that you could rebuild yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. You went through a complete breakdown to rebuild yourself. So when you're going through that in your life, if you know that's what's happening, it's a lot easier. We didn't know that's what was happening at the time. We didn't know what we know now. Right. But now that we know when we go through things in life, when we go through emotional things and we have many breakdowns and everyone has them, there is no one that doesn't go through catharsis in life. Mm-hmm. But if you know what's happening to you and you understand your mind and you understand your brain, it's a lot easier to get on the other side of that stuff. So yeah. I, I recommend people when you're going through it, Know who you want to be on the other side of it. Know who you want to reinvent yourself to becoming because it's happening because you want change. Yep, I agree. You know, interestingly enough, it's like I went full circle. Mm -hmm. I started off as that very connected, spiritual, loving, empathetic, sweet kid. Yeah. Then realizing that I had to survive in the streets, I pinched that, turned that side of me down, Mm -hmm. off, and turned up. The beast, the level on a beast. But at the core, I was still that individual. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to become the predator. I really didn't. Mm -hmm. But it was like, I'm not going to survive if I don't do this. That experience, after that, in cleaning the pantry, it reconnected me to my highest self and my spirit again. And I went back to being that little boy again. Yeah, you went back to spirit. I went back to spirit. Yes, you did. And- not just going back, but I know that because like for every action mm-hmm. is an ego reaction. Yeah. So that action was such so huge, massive, that the reaction, mm-hmm. which is the spiritual side, the spiritual awakening, was huge. Mm-hmm. It was massive. So yeah. it wasn't just tapping in the spirit again. Mm-hmm. It was tapping in on steroids. Yeah. And just building a connection, which was like, Words can't even describe it. Right. It helped me to tap into a level of spirituality and consciousness and spiritual power and spiritual connection mm-hmm. that still to this day has created this, what we do. Yeah. That's what makes me so effective as a life coach. Yeah. And that's what a life coach, a great life coach really is. It's life. The more life experiences that you have, yeah. the more you learn from those life experiences, Mm-hmm. And the bigger those life experiences are, right. the more potential you have as a life coach. So when I go through those experiences and things like that, I know that eventually I'm going to use it to help other people. Yes, that's how I see it right. too. So yeah. I don't take it personally. It's like, okay, I, I'm doing this. Well, you're going to use it for love, right? Right. You're going you're gonna to use it to love more and to spread more love. And so mm-hmm. it's worth it's worth going through that. Mm-hmm. You know what's fascinating about that? I read one time in a Dr. Wayne Dyer book. He was talking about how we all are going to go through a spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. And you can choose you can choose your awakening. You can just choose to wake up by being conscious and saying, I want to talk to spirit and making it happen. Or you can wait for some disastrous life event. That's mm-hmm. usually what happens to people. Some disastrous life event happens and then they they tap into spirituality. Or you can just get the party started and flow, and then your spiritual connection will just grow organically. So Mm -hmm. we don't have to wait till these big events happen in our life, loss, illness, 
accidents, I'm air quoting accidents mm -hmm. because there is no accident. We know that, right? Because it's mm -hmm. EIP. You don't have to wait for these things. You can consciously start clearing your pantry now. Yeah. You can start now looking at what beliefs that you're holding that are making you feel sad, what beliefs are making you feel angry. Most of that stuff you didn't create. It was handed to you. And you can change your mind. A belief is just a thought you think over and over and over again until you attract evidence that it's real. So you can mm -hmm. change that. There's all kinds of beliefs and perspectives. So if you have things that are hurting you and making you feel bad and, and lowering your energy, start looking at those things and asking yourself, question them. Is this for me? Is this my truth? Or is this just a truth I'm forcing myself to believe because I've been told this is who I am and this is how I'm supposed to be in the world? Yep. So, you know, one of the ways that a positive way that I, I realized that I did use it, mm -hmm. some of that energy is working out. It was like therapy for me. Mm -hmm. I, and I was like 290, 300 pounds, just yeah. muscle. You literally yeah. were a beast, babe. Yeah. Like, uh, I see yeah. why the therapist was like, hey, hi, because you were a big old muscly, the yeah. hot, sexy mountain of a man. Angry man. And you <laughs> <laughs> Big angry but, man. But you still, you still hot, sexy mountain of a man, yeah, baby. Six, you're, five, just, two, you're just not angry. 290, 300. Yeah, angry. You, you had a lot of, you had a lot of muscle, a lot of bulk. Yeah, yeah. You're huge. Yeah, we got through it. Yes, and we got, did. And you were there for me. So once again, thank you. You love are you. welcome. I oh, I appreciate you too, and I love you too, and I'm happy to be there for you. So maybe on another podcast, we'll talk about my emotional breakdowns. You emotional <laughs> breakdowns. <laughs> I'm telling you, we all go through it. It's part of life. That's love right. yourself. That's love right, yourself life. through That's it. Right, life coach. Yes, we all go through it. So you, you know who's the greatest life coach? Hmm? Life. Yes, right. <laughs> life will life. coach you. Yes, it will. This this is a true story. Well, baby, I, first I want to say thank you so much for sharing that story and being so vulnerable. And you know, somebody out there needs to hear that. I agree. You know, and just to hear that other that people go through that stuff and they survive it and they thrive on the other side of it is helpful. So mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that. And I'm not going to say I have bad news. It's not bad news. That was a great podcast and I appreciate you. But it's been fun. But we got to run. <laughs> That's right. We got to run. Yes. So on that note. Yes. You know, uh, Black Love episodes yes. Oh, right. <laughs> yes i do and they're on own every friday right, right, right every right. friday 10 9 central so you guys watch black love because we love black love yes, yes, and yes. continue to listen to us and continue to spread love remember this is part of the love revolution anthony just shared you know some of the things that really really affected his life and how he got on the other side of it and he just shared how love helped him to get on the other side of it Love, love wins. Love wins. Love wins, you guys. So keep spreading the love. Continue to listen to our podcast. Share it with your friends and follow us. And we love you. And we're sending you love. And thanks for being part of our love revolution. Yes, we love you guys. And so today you guys learned about your, your pantry. Clean, yes. your, clean your pantry out. All right. I gave it to you. Now what you going to do with it? Exactly. See you next time, guys. See you next time.